We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Episode 32 of Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Welcome in. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Nick. Uh, No, I'm Mike. That's Patrick. Hello. And uh, this is going to be a really interesting podcast because for the first time, I got to experience a big beer event. Not big beer like we talk about on the podcast, but a large in size beer event this weekend because Patrick invited me and I'm very thankful for it. And uh, it's about the Oregon Beer Awards this week. And I got to go this week on Tuesday, took a day off work, and drank a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Met a lot of people and got to sit on the, sit in on the awards and see that how that whole shindig went. And then there was a little mini after party. And the, it was cool. It was a really, really cool experience. So we want to spend this time on the podcast kind of just long forming about the event. We want to talk about what we did specifically and kind of the the community aspect of it and people that we met and all that kind of stuff. Talk about the winners and the awards in particular. And then we have Beer of the Week from a brewery that did quite well at the OBAs this year. And uh, it is one of the award-winning beers for this year as well. That is Beer of the Week. A, I think it was a bronze medal winner in a category. So that's still to come on the podcast today. Uh, we're just going to kind of go with the flow to see what happens, have a couple of segments here and there, and uh, and we'll let you know how the OBAs went. Find us all over the place, radio.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, 1080thefan.com, social media, at Mike Lynch 27 me on Twitter, Patrick's at PDiddy085 on Instagram, and uh, that's where you can find us posting the podcast as well every Thursday at 4 o'clock. There's not really a week in beer because our week in beer was the OBAs, so. Pretty much, yeah. I'm trying to even think, like, yeah, I can't. I had some well, int- I had some interesting beers this weekend, but it, it pales in comparison to what Tuesday was. Well, and what Tuesday was... And my day two of recovery of Tuesday is uh, I have no idea what happened before Tuesday. Yeah. Like Tuesday became a. a it's like a, a vortex. Yeah. It, it became a day in which all things started anew. <laughs> no, I think it became Anything a day that... where everything else stopped and now you have to rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. We must we will, rebuild. We will rebuild. <laughs> yes, we will rebuild. Snow, ice and beer. We rebuild. We rebuild. So let's just kind of jump right into it. Cool. Uh, I met Patrick at 2.30 on Tuesday at Cerveza. Cerveza. They had Pliny the Younger on tap, which uh, he told me about, and I was like, so you had it this year? He goes, yeah. I was like, do I have to have it? He went, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. So uh, we went to Cerveza, had a Pliny the Younger, had a Pliny the Elder. By the way, that is about 19% of alcohol in two (laughs) beers right there at 2.30 in the afternoon on Tuesday. See, I had a Pilsner first. Mm -hmm. I went with the STS Pilsner and then the Younger. But you also had two beers before we got to Vesa. That is true. I was kind of wondering if you'd remembered that or if you were just not going to say it, but I suppose we are talking about the day. It is the day. You you came in and the text you sent me at, uh, I don't know, like noon, because I was at home and I was just like, hey, you know, whenever you're done with what you're doing, we can meet up. And he was like, 
I've already had two beers. I'm going to get blackout tonight. <laughs> that was the text you said. I went, oh, God. So I, I at that point, made sure to drink probably like 90 ounces of water. I have this mm. big 32-ounce bottle, and I had three of them. Nice. And I had... Uh, we have my wife and I. We call it sweat water. It's just because it kind of tastes like sweat. It's this. It's disgusting, but it, it's filled with electrolytes and stuff. It's called Light Show. L Y T E okay. Show. My wife has dehydration problems, so we have it in the house for when she's feeling really dehydrated. It helps you hydrate faster. I had some of that. Just chug down a glass of that because it's absolutely terrible. Yeah, but it helps. It makes you feel really good. And I just went full bore as much water as I could during the morning, and then was like, okay. Time for the beer. So we had Pliny the Younger, Pliny the Elder. You had a Russian River Pilsner. Yep. And Pliny the Younger. Yep. And that is where we began. And at Saravesa, we ran into, actually, don't remember who it was. We ran into my buddy Dane, who's a bartender at Berlick. Okay. Um, Ran into him. There was a bunch of uh, uh, Columbia distributing guys there as well. Oh, they drink there all the time. Yeah, you said hi to them too. Yeah, that's their after work drinking spot. And uh, so that, it already began, right? Everyone was already Mm -hmm. out and ready. Yeah. I felt like every brewery in the city was out that day. Mm-hmm. Like no one was open is what I mean, because there were so many people from every brewery who were out and about pre-gaming for the thing that I'm like, who's working these places right now? Yeah, I know for us, we ran a fairly skeleton crew. Bare bones. <laughs> Bare bones at both locations. Uh, the tap room was a one man, is a one man show on Tuesday, uh, but all the brewers are out by four. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's just to get by. So we did that, and then we met at the Growler guys on Belmont, yeah, which was where Breakside was meeting, and that is where the the party began mm-hmm. because we we got there, the two of us, and we were probably like the fourth people there. Yeah, and there was only a couple guys there. We were sitting, had a beer, and then the next thing I knew, I looked up and there was like forty people <laughs> in this Growler guys. We were all deep, and it wasn't all Breakside, but it was mostly Breakside. Yeah, we rolled deep. Yeah, yes, you do roll deep. That's what I learned. I had to. I think I did the best job I've ever done at remembering people's names. Nice. And there was alcohol involved, yeah. which makes it even more impossible for me. I'm terrible at names. And I met probably in that moment like 10 to 15 people. Yeah. And I think I remembered like seven to eight of their names. I was really proud of myself. Good, good. Uh, so I had some good talks with those people. Then we went over to Rev Hall, which is where the event was. Had more beer. Um, I- I'll say I'm... After those two stops, I was four beers deep, and then after the, we didn't even get into the show, into the event, I was six beers deep, because mm. they have, at Rev Hall, they had pints of everything for six fifty. You were wrong. You said $5. Hey, I'm glad they upped it. Well, because some of the things you can get in a pint are like $25 bottle beers. Yeah. I got Pelican Father of Tsunamis, which in a bottle is $25, <laughs> a pint of it, for $6.50. Why do we do this? Why do we always do this? As nobody at Rev Hall understood, you're literally blacking people out. <laughs> I think that's the whole point, right? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, just have it be known, nobody drove. Yep. Lifts and max rides and taxis abound. Lift in that area that night was probably like, what is going on right now? These people are ham-boned. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the the award started. There was more beer consumed. Uh, we'll talk about the specifics about the award show in the next segment. And then afterwards, after party at Loyal Legion, which was a really cool spot. I had never we been there oh, before. Oh, you've never been there? No, oh, I'd never heard of it. It's a great spot. We were, we were big fans of that place. It, it, They're really good to us, too. Huge tap list, tons of beers, really cool kind of... Uh, it was a mix of... It wasn't really divey, but it had this mix of like dive bar and super fancy 
like hotel bar. Mm. Just the, that yeah, was the yeah. vibe I got. That's it a was, good call. It was dark, but it had like those those cool leather booth pads mm-hmm. things, and it was brick and it's it was a beer a cool place. Spot. It's a beer place, but you can get cocktails. They have a great selection, and their bartenders are solid bartenders. So it was a cool spot. Had more beers there. Had Jameson shots there. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Well, that was the the tipping point. Yeah, and ten uh, thirty is when I, I bounced. My wife luckily was awake and came to pick me up. And uh, stopped at Burgerville on the way home because I needed something greasy and delicious to not vomit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then I had the worst hangover of my hangover of my life yesterday, maybe second worst. And uh, by 5 p.m., I had recovered. I was okay by 5 p.m. yesterday. We did a good radio show last night. I was quite surprised. <laughs> we did. Yeah, Joe even said that to me this morning. He's our producer for the radio show Mike and I do. And he was like, hey... You guys were pretty good yet last night. I was really worried. I thought it was going to be a crappy show. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you know, if you're still hungover by 7 o'clock, you've got real problems. Well, and also, it makes you focus more. Because you're mm-hmm. like, I can't make a crappy show, so. Because yeah. then everyone will know. Hardcore, well, we talked about it in the first segment. Yeah, so I we, suppose that's true. It wasn't like a secret. But immediately, it was just really, really dive in. So that that was just kind of the, the broad experience of what it was. Yeah, I, I left about an hour after you. Yeah. I was home in bed asleep. Like right at midnight. Yeah. Although the pictures that you showed me after I left, that hour, S went down. Oh, that hour, I don't remember. Yeah. I'm glad I got in a lift, though. Yes. I woke up with a medal around my neck. (laughs) So that's kind of cool, I suppose. Yeah. There's a picture floating around. Well, not floating around. It's privately (laughs) floating around of you with two medals around your neck. And I have never seen you look more wasted in your life. Yeah. I'm going to post that picture on Instagram for this episode, but I'm probably going to doctor my face just so you can't, just can't tell. Like, like you just put gonna, a line through my eyes or something. You should just put like a fake smiley face on top yeah, of it. Yeah, like, something like Hi! that. <laughs> like your Mickey Mouse or something. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do something. So that was the night. I mean, I, I don't want to get too deep into all that stuff because it's, it's just like what we experienced. It's right. not what you, the listener, experienced. But I did want to get deep into how cool it was to be at a place that had... How many breweries would you say were there? Were represented there, like 50? Yeah, 50 plus, A lot of people were stuck in snow in Central Mm -hmm. and and Eastern Oregon. Yeah, a lot of the Bend and Eugene people couldn't come out. And, like, Barley Browns couldn't come out. Because a lot of snow. So it was heavy heavy Portland. There was some people from the coast. Some Salem. A little Hood River was there as well. Yeah. Uh, So, but it was really cool to be in an event with that many breweries there. And honestly, understand what we have already learned by doing this podcast but at a, at a grander scale, everyone in Portland beer loves each other for the most part. It's a really, really tight-knit community. I mean, not everybody knows everybody, you can tell, but there's there's very large cliques, for lack of a better term, of breweries that like each other, know each other, hang out with each other, and there's nothing uh, nothing weird about that at all. And yeah. it was... It was a really, really cool experience. And by the way, you can buy tickets as a pu- as in the public to go see this. Now, mm-hmm. they go really fast because the breweries also have to buy tickets. Yeah. So you kind of got to get it right away when they release. But if you want to experience just a cool event and, I mean, if you're friendly and sociable, meet a lot of people from breweries that you like, then, man, go go to this thing. It's cool. It's a, it's a really cool experience. And it, it kind of – it's a little bit behind the scenes – of what you already know and see a little bit more behind the scenes. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you picked up on it and I'm glad it resonated with you as much as it did. I think it's 
probably it's probably one of my favorite you know beer events to go to of the year just because of that everybody's excited everybody's you know really pumped and you know we're already a super supportive community and to be in that spot whether you go home with 10 medals or you go home with no medals everyone is so happy you're there and so happy that we can all celebrate this in such a fashion i don't i'm i'm sure someone else might but i don't know any state that does an award show like this. I mean, it's like our Oscars. It's our Academy Awards. And, you know, some people dress up. Most of us are wearing, you know, some brewery swag. Like the Barrelit kids are all in their denim vests, as they always are. And it's just really one kind of big night of celebration. And there's, sure, there's some people from the public in there, but it's not much, like you said, because all the breweries have to buy tickets, too. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a family thing, a big family thing. You got your, it's like you've got your siblings that you work with. But now you get to go see your cousins and your grandparents and, you know, all these other your aunts and your uncles and all this other part of this extended family we've got. You know, you can look and there's Sean and Devin from the Ruse Boys having a conversation with John Harris from Ecliptic. And it's like they're brand new and he's been doing this for 30 plus years. And that's kind of I don't know. That's what's kind of rewarding about the whole thing. It was it was kind of cool. And no one gets mad if like if you put a beer in a category and you didn't meddle. Nobody's really mad about it. They're like, ah, dang it. Wish I got that one. But, oh, you got it. Oh, nice. I love you. Yeah. That was the cool thing is during the show when certain, I mean, frankly, when all breweries, but there were certain ones who you knew were only going to get one or two. And Mm -hmm. when they got that one or two, the whole room erupted, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Like Culmination was one. Culmination only got one. One medal. It was a silver. It's their first. And it's their first. And we saw Conrad there. Mm-hmm. He was so happy, and the room was so happy for culmination. Yeah, I, that was one sp- specific moment I remember. Um, there was another. Oh, Ale Song. They won a couple. Yeah, people were thrilled when Ale Song won we a couple. We love those guys. Everybody does. And it was just one of those things where that was one I haven't even heard of Ale Song. Mm. So that was a new one for me. And you wouldn't like their beer. <laughs> from the categories they won and I, I imagined and when the guy up there for El Song said don't make the beer that everyone wants make the beer you want I went you want weird beer and that's fine <laughs> but it's not what I necessarily am going to fall in love with I love their beer but I digress well, of course yeah. it's it's kind of more up your alley but to me it was just a really really cool thing to see everybody support everybody else which we knew about and we've talked about but seeing it in that huge group was really neat and also, just selfishly, as a guy who is not in beer, who doesn't work in the industry, and who has only met certain people at this point, I did not feel like an outsider at all. Nice. Good. I, I felt... Because I was a little worried, because I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna, I was telling you as we were going down there, like, I'm going to run into a lot of people, and I'm probably going to say hi to a bunch of people. If, I, if you turn around and I'm not there anymore, I... I I need you to be self-sufficient sort of thing. And it was not a bad thing. I knew you could, but there's still in the back of my mind, it's like, don't ditch your friend who you're the only person he knows at this place. You know, it's like going to a party with your girlfriend and then never talking to your girlfriend all night. Right. Like I've literally had relationships fail because of that. Right. So I was, you know, I've got that in the back of my hand that I was like, you got to make sure you got to make sure. And you were great. I was, I felt maybe not a hundred percent accepted, right? Like mm-hmm. you'll run into people and they'll be like, Oh, you do a podcast. You're not in the industry. It, it was like 95% accepted, you yeah. know? And that's not a bad thing. It was, and frankly, I wouldn't expect to feel a hundred percent accepted because I'm not one of you, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm on the fringe and I'm learning and I'm, and I'm part of the podcast world with it, but it was interesting in that way. And, uh, there was only one time in the night that you vanished 
and I didn't know where you were, but one of your friends who I'd met prior, uh, Dan, I think his name was, okay. yeah. um, I saw him and I went, Patrick disappeared. He goes, yeah, he does that. Oh, nice. And I was like, well, do you know where everybody's going? He goes, yep, we're going to Loyal Legion. I was like, all right, well, I'll follow you. And if Patrick <laughs> winds up getting there, then great. And oh. that was just me. I was like, I know this guy. I know he likes me. Let's go figure it out. Huh, I wonder where I went. Was it at the end? It was at the very end before we left the event. Mm. You you were next to me, and then I was just gone. I turned around to say hi to somebody, and then I turned back, and I didn't. You were gone, gone. Oh wow! And you, I'm tall. I'm six yeah, foot yeah, four. Yeah. I can see over crowds. You got, got platinum blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just about to say. And I was scanning, 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 and I was like, I think he's gone. Yeah, like. A wormhole opened up and Patrick <laughs> vanished into the wormhole. Uh, you wound up showing up like five minutes later. We hadn't left yet. You had wandered back down a hallway. I wonder were, if I went to the bathroom. You or might have, like and there that. was another group of like eight people you were talking to. So, either way, it was really cool, and uh, I'm very thankful that you invited me to go because that was an experience that I never thought in my life I'd ever have. And right. That was really neat. Right. Well, I can't wait for next year. Some things that I noticed this year that I re- kind of really enjoyed over last year. This this is my third OBAs that I've been to, and it's probably been my favorite one. Um, I mean, it, it helps that, you know, the company I work for did quite well. Um, but even the first year I went, we did well that year as well. How many times can I say well? And, well, I don't um, know. <laughs> uh, but what I remember from the first year is I remember, I remember me personally kind of a little starstruck, like not really kind of knowing, kind of like I'd met some people in the industry, but I hadn't been with a breakside that long. So it was still kind of like feeling it out. You know, you're the new guy. Don't make an, don't make an ass of yourself sort of thing. And, and then last year, last year was a way bigger drunker S show than you could imagine. I mean, like people giving speeches after winning gold and not being able to talk and presenters not being able to talk mm, and it just because, dragging on because last year it started later in the day mm-hmm. right and there was an intermission oh. and so what would happen is is that at that intermission everyone's going out to slam a beer and get another beer before it starts or people are going out in the parking lot and smoking jays and so it just accentuates it then it gets to a point when people are so loaded and they're not coherent on stage that people just start getting chatty with each other and they're almost like not paying attention to the award show. Mm. And I kind of felt that's how that was last year. This year started earlier. No intermission. I thought it ran really smooth. It and, was pretty and, fast. And yeah. pretty constant and fast. And that was really nice. I think that's a big reason why I really liked this year. Was I mean, as a kid who has a degree in theater, I can't help but watch those kind of like organizational aspects of how these events are run. And I thought this year was done was done really well. I think people were quick with their speeches. Um, nobody at least in my mind, can stand out to me, was just like, oh, God, how loaded are you? Because, you know, I, we were buzzed. Everybody in there is buzzed, but I don't think anybody was truly wasted until Afterwards. after parties. Yeah. yeah, that was where the... I had one moment at the end where I was talking to somebody and I was saying, you know, I kind of think I found that sweet spot where I'm I'm really, really loaded, but I'm not to the bad point yet. Yeah. And then the next day I realized in that conversation, I probably was to the bad point. <laughs> You'd already gone too far. Right. But I was so like, talked. I talked myself up to how great I was I was doing. Yeah, I think I was already past that point. And then uh, the last thing I wanted to mention before we take a quick break and then go into the actual winners and who did well was uh, the Hall of Fame induction mm. was a guy named Jim Parker, who you mentioned on the podcast two weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah. 
at the very end as just a thank you. He passed away as a, as a thank you for, for what he did for the beer industry. And they had a nice little video where they interviewed a bunch of guys in beer talking about Jim Parker. And I thought that was a really, really cool tribute. And it, it made me understand why he was special to the whole uh, Portland, Oregon, Portland slash Oregon craft beer community. So rest in peace, Jim, and uh, congrats on getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, buddy. You did it. We got you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was that was the event. It was it was an S show, but not as bad as I was thinking it would be. Uh, and it was it was a fun S show, mm-hmm. I would say. And really cool people, really cool event, and it was really really neat to just experience it all without any bickering, without any fighting, without any com- comp- or competitive aspect of it outside of the actual medals, and just seeing the community come together. I understand. Now you get it. I get it. We're all in this together. I get this, it more than I did before. And the second we stop doing this, the second we start fighting each other is the second big beer wins. You said that a couple times. Still very, very good. And that's why we're together. I like that. All right, coming up next, let's get into the uh, the dirty details, if you will, of the actual awards. Who did well? Who won Brewery of the Year for Small, Medium, and Large? Uh, who was surprisingly left out, in your opinion, if if anybody was surprisingly left out, and uh, and so on and so forth. So let's get into some of the actual details of the event. That's next here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. All right, let's dive into the nitty-gritty of this year's Oregon Beer Awards. And I want to start with the two big winners of the event. Uh, one is you guys. Breakside did. Breakside did very very well. Um, how many medals do you have? The medal count? I uh, didn't count the medals. Yeah, but... we uh, we were fortunate to come home with three golds, one silver, five bronze, and we'll say we'll save that. Okay. Uh, so nine. So nine nine medals total. Um, and then the other one was ten barrel. Mm-hmm. Ten barrel was, I guess, to me it was a little surprising. But Ten Barrel got a lot of medals. I believe they got eight medals, correct? I think they got ten. Oh, ten medals. Yeah. Okay. And I think they had six golds. Something like that. They were, it felt like every category for a while was gold medal, Ten Barrel Brewing, da 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 yeah. And I was like, what is going on? Well, they're really lucky. Not only not only are they, do they have such amazing, talented brewing staff, but they have two locations, too. Yep. I mean, it's one thing that kind of helps us as well, um, you know, because they brew in the Pearl and they brew in Bend as well, and they can do small batches, big batches, kind of the whole shebang. The, the thing for me that, I, that I, I was talking about it afterwards with somebody, I can't remember who, and I was just asking, I went, you know, I, I guess I just haven't been to Ten Barrel in a while, and all you see from Ten Barrel out there in the public are Apocalypse, Pray for Snow, mm-hmm. you know, the Joe standards. IPA, the, the standards, right? And what the guy said to me was, after they were purchased, the standards got shipped everywhere. Right? Mm-hmm. It's now a beer all over the all over the country. Hell, probably elsewhere in the world too. Um, but at the specific breweries, each one I know Whitney is the one at the Portland location. Mm-hmm. I don't know who does it in Bend. They make still really high quality small batch stuff, mm-hmm. and it's something that because I haven't been in a while, and because all I know in in Big stores is their their usual beer that I would. That's why it surprised me, but it also makes me now want to go back and be like, hey, let me have some of the small batch stuff because they won. It just felt like every gold was going to them for a while. And then they they tend to do well at this thing. I mean, like I said, they just have really talented people that work for them. 
uh, and you have two play systems. Yep. So when you have two play systems, you just your your opportunity to kind of hone in on some beers and and find the right beers you want to add to competition kind of gives you, to be honest, a little bit of an advantage. I mean, that's kind of like take us for example. One thing that I was really proud of us last night was our R and D brewers, Hunter at Slabtown and Natalie up at Deacom. Um, their beers were a big focal point of us last night, and. That's really, really exciting because in the past, you know, we do really well for things like Passion Fruit Sour or Pilsner or IPA, things like that. But it was a lot more fun, I think, for us. And I don't want to speak for for everybody at the company, but from my point of view, I could not stop smiling every time I watched Hunter and Natalie walk on stage. Because <laughs> it's like those are the guys that are crafting these small batches that were kind of honing in on on uh, on competition stuff. And to see that hard work paid off uh, was was really special. Another brewery that did really, really well was Sun River. Yep. They got a ton of medals, and they won Best IPA Gold in the American IPA category mm-hmm. with their Escape from Escondido. Which uh, I've had. It is excellent. Yeah, I haven't had it, so I'd definitely like to have it now. Um, another one, Bend Brew Works, or Bend Brewing Company, not Brew Works. Bend Brewing Company did really, really well as well. Yep. Uh, they were on there a lot. They had one category, coffee beers, where they got both the bronze and the silver award. Yep. <laughs> um, Song got, I think, only two or three, but they all happened with, within, like, two categories of each other. So mm-hmm. I remember it was like, Song, 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 Song. Those are really the only categories they put in. <laughs> right. And, uh, and yeah, so that, that to me, those, those four were the big winners, for, in my opinion, places that just, every time a category came up, they won. So Breakside, Ten Barrel, Sun River, and Ben Brewing were the four that did really well across the board, uh, I think, were basically the four winners, the walkaway winners for me. Mm-hmm. Some some other big victories for some people, I think. I think Ruse had a gr- really great night. Uh, I think Migration had a very good night, too. Um, it's nice to kind of see those guys, and Migration's got a new place out east that I haven't been to yet, but when you invest that kind of money into a place... Uh, it's nice to see your name on this list. I think I saw Heater Allen a couple times as well. They had one of their own, but they were in a, a um, what's the word for it? Collab? Collaboration. The best collab, beer. yeah. I think Them they and were, Wayfinder. Yeah, they were in there too. Uh, so they had a couple of times they were called up up there. So yeah, those were, those were to me the big standout from just sitting there watching the big standout winners. Um, anything you wanted to add to that outside of the migration? And Yeah, I, w- I would say a couple things that stood out to me. Um, I was really excited to see the IPA category seem to have some new blood in there. I know Sun River won, I think, silver last year. Um, but to see Worthy snag a silver, and then right now, one of my favorite beers on the market right now, that Punk Rock Time from Berlick, get a bronze. I mean, I, I it was exciting. I mean, I know that's, for us, for personal reasons, you know, that tends to be a category that, you know, we invest a lot into. But seeing those three up there, uh, I thought was was really cool. Like I said, just some fresh blood to interject into it. And I think with how popular the hazy beers are these days and still are, it's nice to see that people are still using their time to craft great American IPAs. And the uh, the Worthy, which got silver, was Strata, or Strata, however you want to pronounce Strata. it. That is available everywhere. Really? You, and I haven't had it. You just you said that to me off off air, and I was like, I was blown away that I hadn't seen it. Yeah, it's that is one of the 22s that's in supermarkets from Worthy. It is everywhere. Okay. So if you want to try it, and I guess just check the date, yeah. the supermarket, yeah. and go for it. Because I, I've had it before. It is, it's a very good beer. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Uh, that one... It, from Worthy, and there's a stout that they do that are always in those those big 22 bomber bottles. Okay. Um, that I, fi- I see them everywhere, at least. Uh, how about surprises? 
Any any surprises in and this could be both positive or negative, I suppose. But anything you were surprised about? Um, I mean, I would I would say that the IPA category was part of a surprise for me in a in a very good way. Uh, but we've already kind of talked about that. Um, I was surprised. I was surprised that the Freen kids didn't didn't do more. Um, they snagged their one of one of the medals in the fresh hop category. Um, but we kind of already knew that that was going to happen because those were judged back in September. But, uh, I mean, nothing against them. It's just they've been on such a run lately of just kind of dominating these awards. And as they as they well should, that it was surprising not to not to hear their their name more often. But, hey, guess what? They're still one of the best breweries in the state. They're still going to sell a crap ton of beer. Wouldn't worry about those guys. It's just one night. Well, right. The, the yeah, this is just it's that's what it, that's kind of what the whole first segment was about. As much as this is sure a competition, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. It, it's a uh, let's give love to some good beers, but it doesn't mean everybody else's crap or anybody else who didn't do well is having a bad year or whatever. Right. It just means that the palates of those judges at that time like this beer best. And hell, good job for you guys for making a good beer. I was a little bit surprised. That Wayfinder didn't go home with some more. I was a little surprised they as got well. Two or three, I believe, total. And just from and it's not just because we've talked about it on the podcast, but I've I've heard from a lot of people now talking about how great Wayfinder is and how they're doing. They did leave with the best brew pub experience award. Which is not a surprise. No. Yeah. It no, makes, we it all, makes a lot of sense. I, a lot of us knew that was going to happen. Um, but they they only won a couple medals beer wise. And I was I was expecting because of how much buzz they had been getting and how and just within the industry from what I had heard that they would win a little bit more, but that, that was a little bit surprising for me. Um, but beyond that, everybody else, you know, there's a couple here and there, got a one or two, two or three randomly. Some places that I didn't expect to win got, got a, got some good ones like Sasquatch brewing, got a gold medal for fresh hop pale and IPA. Mm-hmm. Wasn't expecting to hear their name called you. You've mentioned to me about West coast grocery. They got a gold medal. Uh, wasn't expecting to hear their name called um, again, not because they're bad, just uh, people you haven't heard of necessarily right, that you're not as familiar with exactly um and then there's a couple others i'm just kind of scrolling through the list right now oh i was surprised great notion only got one medal yeah they got gold for pastry beer which they are very good at the really really sweet beers but uh great notion only one medal and i don't know what that beer is so i'm not even sure that can be a tricky category because mm-hmm. like uh like fourth wave for us we took a medal in that that's a barrel aged coffee beer Mm. A bourbon barrel-aged coffee beer. So it's not, yeah, it can be kind of all over the place. When you say pastry or dessert, it can be kind of all over the place. Those are the really tricky categories. Like there's another one like experimental beers. Like you could be all over the place. Right. You know, um, what's another one? Like what flavored beers. What is rare beers. and historical beers? There you go. Boom. If, you know, Phantasmagoria is a uh, Roush Hellas. So it's like a smoky Hellas from way back in the day. But again, there's an Imperial Wit on there and an IPA. So it's like those categories can be really difficult because your beer basically needs to stand out because I think that I think that's probably one of the most difficult to judge because you're sitting in front of you and you got four different styles, like completely different styles in front of you. Um, But I think if we break that up even more, then we're there for even longer. And so I think that's why sometimes those just kind of get put in together. Some other ones real quick uh, before we get to the big boys, you got beer doing more was given to ex novo. Uh, it's kind of like a community service award. 
for for the beer or breweries that are doing really well in the community. Best Beer Festival, Festival of the Dark Arts, which is ran by Fort George out in Astoria, a place I'd love to go for that festival because that sounds right up my alley. Right up your alley. Best Bottle Shop, Belmont Station, which no one seems surprised about. Nope. Uh, Best Branding, Gigantic Brewing. New category this year. Awesome win for them because their branding is dope. Yep, yep. New category this year, and I really hope somebody tries to knock them off a pedestal, off this pedestal because... Gigantic, their label art and stuff, their branding is really, really cool. It really is. And if that means other people are going to put some more time and effort into branding, uh, it's just going to make it all better. Best brew pub experience we talked about was Wayfinder. Best collab was the Terrifico Horror Pills, Wayfinder, Heater Allen, and Modern Times all together. And then we come to the big awards. Best new brewery, perhaps unsurprisingly, Ruse Brewing. Unsurprisingly. Deserve every bit of it. Best small brewery. Perhaps unsurprisingly, Ruse Brewing. Ruse Brewing. <laughs> Best. Congrats to those guys. Like I said, I think they had a fantastic night last night. Yep. And to Sean and Devin, keep up the good work and your whole staff. And hey, it also helps that you're on my way home from work. So uh, on Friday, so you could you can find me frequently out at Ruse uh, Brewery of the Year Medium. Block 15. This is the one that surprised me. It most. surprised a lot of people. Yeah, it surprised me because Block 15 doesn't really enter their beer into these competitions. And, and one thing that you told me is a lot of the time the best brewery of the year, size-wise, is based in some portion on the medals that they won that year. And then yeah. there's also a panel that is outside. Yeah, there is votes. there is a factor on that. And there's, there's you know, an academy voting sort of thing as well that does come into play. I, I'm a voter on that. Um, and I don't, I'm trying to rack my brain who was in the medium category. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if I voted for block. I've been enjoying their stuff, especially recently. Their stuff's been very good, but it was a surprise for me just to have, you know, to have not even a beer entered into the competition and still walk home with a medal, um, is, is impressive. I think it goes to show that that brewery still holds a lot of clout and a lot of respect in this community from just beer drinkers to be able to pull that off. And then large brewery of the year was Breakside Brewing. That was the big award of the night for for you guys, specifically uh, all the Breakside crew. That's when every single human who worked at Breakside was on stage. There was a <laughs> lot of people there. Uh, I was I felt very awkward because I was sitting with the Breakside people, <laughs> and then I was completely alone. <laughs> I was just sitting there, and every seat around me was empty, and I went, hi. Yeah, Hi. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were fortunate enough to win that a couple years ago and, and it's, you know, I don't, I don't know how to say it any better. It's, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a huge honor. Um, you know, we work really, really hard. Our, our brew staff is, is unbelievable and we owe the world to them. And then that trickles down into our restaurants where our pub staffs are are also incredible people. We have intelligent, knowledgeable bartenders and servers and fantastic designers in the back of house making food and appetizers and all different kinds of things that kind of make us one big whole experience. So to be best large brewery, uh, again, is really nice. There you go. There's the wrap up of the actual specific awards that were handed out. Um, and yeah, like, like I said before, uh, it's hard to get in because all the breweries are buying their own tickets, but if you want to go to this event, it's a cool event to go to. And, uh, you just got to, luck into getting a ticket I, I was I'll leave with a funny story I was standing like I was chatting with Hunter last night at uh at Loyal Legion and he had last night or two nights ago le, sorry two nights ago and he, <laughs> I'm assuming yesterday you had zero alcohol <laughs> and he had and he that had, was what I did he had two medals around his neck they were for his beers true gold and the IGA that he made at Slabtown. And I, someone had just put one on me so I was like I didn't even know what it was and he was like oh what medal you got and I looked down and I was like 
best large brewery. Oh, I've got the I've got the big boy on right now. And he goes, give it to me. Take these two. <laughs> and then he left. <laughs> and then he left the bar and got in a cab and went home. And I was like, wait a sec. I know I got two now, but this ain't fair. You just swiped the good one from me. Uh, just a stupid, funny story that I thought was hilarious, especially because he left right after. Right, exactly. It was like, okay, bye. Yeah, he's like, oh, you can have the medals of the beers that I made, but I want that good one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go take this to, yeah. to Slab Town tomorrow and hang yeah. it up. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's wrap this sucker up with Beer of the Week. It is a brewery, one of the four that we mentioned that did well and it is a beer that won an award it was a bronze award in a category yesterday so we'll tell you what that is next here or, on beers on us or two days ago two days ago gotcha whoa <laughs> sierra nevada pale ale that's next beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris beer of the week time here on beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris and I'm going to cut right to the chase. This is a medal-winning beer from the Oregon Beer Awards on Tuesday night. It took bronze in the stout category, and it is one of the breweries that did quite well for themselves on Tuesday in the OBAs. This is Bend Brewing Company's Trade War Export Stout. This is not a beer that I've had before, and trust me, I've tried many, many stouts in my days after... uh, Learning about John's Marketplace. They've got so many different types. I just kind of go in and roam around and pick things out. This is one that I have not had before. So I'm going to be very intrigued to see what this one's all about. When I see the name Trade Export Stout, I'm thinking I'm going to get a kind of a dry Irishy kind of stout. I could be very wrong, but that's just kind of what I'm getting off of the name of the beer. That's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting some dryness. Um, it does come in at seven five, so it's gonna have a bigger body it's than not say an super alcohol than though. say an Irish stout, because an Irish stout tends to be around yes. five and under. Yes. Um, so I do imagine it to have a, you know, a pretty a pretty decent hefty body to it. But yeah, I'm I am also expecting it to be dry. Before we dive into tasting it. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole description, although it is quite cute. So if you'd like to read the back, uh, they have a whole story behind it. But basically, bold mix of coffee and chocolate. Classic export stout has a roastiness that will keep you warm on those lonely, cold nights. The best line is, when the plows barricaded you in your driveway, well, now you're screwed because the beer you have is a cold, crispy lager, and that's not going to cut it. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, though. I kind of like that. It's like, it's true. oh, you're snowed in and you're hosed because you got Coors Light. All right. Got a little foam in my beard there. Uh, Took my first smell of it right there. Very chocolatey right on the top, right on the smell for me. Big hmm. chocolatey. Yep. That is not as dry Irish stout as I no. as I was thinking it would be. No, it's it's slick. It's nice, but it yeah, I, I expected it to be a little drier. I'm happy that it's not quite as dry. Um the dry stout for me is the toughest stout. I I enjoy them, but I'm I'm kind of a, a sweet tooth guy, so when it's got a little bit of sweetness in it, I, I very much mm-hmm. enjoy those, and this one does have that. I do get the I don't necessarily get the coffee flavor as much as I get the roastiness from it. Where kind of it cuts the sweetness of the chocolate, which is really nice. Um, and you're right, this is very smooth, very very smooth drinking. Yeah, and the body's not as big as I thought it would be. Um, no, no. I thought the body'd be a little bigger on it because of its higher ABV, but no, not at all. The body is really smooth. Um, it doesn't finish boozy, so that's always a plus. I think the only little booze I'm getting is at the very end of the middle of the of the drink. Okay. Right before it hits the back end, I get a little bit Just of booziness. a little touch. And then it goes to, to smooth at the end. And this is a really solid one. 
a lot of the times with stouts, and and this is even as 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 me saying, um, I'm a stout guy and I love stouts. Sometimes you'll get ones that although they have really good flavors, sometimes there's something about them that's kind of like, whoo, slow down, right? Right. It's a hard one to drink. It's really really heavy in alcohol, or it's got a really strong this flavor or whatever. This one doesn't have any of those problems that some stouts run into. It is smooth all the way through. You get the chocolate, which I think is easy on the palate right away. It's just like yep. an easy, delicious taste. It stands out quickly. But it, the sweetness isn't overbearing because you've got the coffee and the roastiness in there. This is a really, I, I don't know what makes it an export stout. I guess I'm, I'm not really sure what makes it that. But I think this is a really approachable stout for those who are trying to get into the style because it is not overbearing. Yeah, and it makes sense. The category of one four was just stout, yep. um, so that can be kind of all over the place uh, in terms because there are all different kinds of of styles of stouts. So that just tells me that this was a beer that stood out. That said, it checks all the boxes, even though you know might might not be an Irish or you know or anything like that. I like this beer. I think I think this was a good choice. Who are the other winners in that category? Just for reference, uh, Barley Browns, uh, Brew Pub gold. Havoc was their gold. Wolf Tree Brewing. Uh, I want to make say make sure I say this correctly. Ship Biscuits mm. was the silver. I do not know Wolf Tree. All right, I know wolves and people. That's in Newburgh, yeah. But I don't know Wolf Tree. Neither and then I. Ben Brewing with the uh, with the bronze. And there's a good chance. Oh no, this might not be the competition batch. Oh, it might be the competition batch. It was canned on January seventeenth. A little over a month ago, yeah. Yeah, but they do they did all the judging, you know, weeks ago. So it might be. So it was due. So this could be the competition batch. And if so, kudos to you guys. I this mean, is I, good. I can see why it meddled. Yeah, me too. Because uh, it's been, uh, I say this, I get a stout, a new stout every weekend. Like I just try a different one that I haven't seen before, mm-hmm. as long as it's available to me. And I'm very happy to have tried this one because this one is incredibly easy drinking. Incredibly. I, I will, yeah, right. Uh, I will say it again. If you are not into stouts, but you want an easy entry into it, this is a good one for you. Well, I really, what I like about this one, and, and to your point on that, is it's not chalky on the back end. I think stouts can really easily become chalky at trying to dry them out, but this has this kind of slickness, and the coffee or the chocolate and the roast stick with you all the way through. That yeah, once again, we're continuing to try to find beers. If you're not a stout drinker, I, I would say take a shot at this for sure. If you like chocolate mm-hmm. and you're not a stout drinker take a shot of this if you don't like chocolate probably not gonna like this very right. much because it's, it's very chocolate it's but. not that bitter so there's not you know i'm not getting a ton of like hop characteristic out of it um you know there are some export stouts that i've had um that are i mean it tickles my palate but they are hoppy and and got some bite to them yep. and i like that and you're not going to find that in this beer this beer is smooth easy easy all right, we'll keep it quick here because, uh, well, frankly, Patrick's got to go to work. Uh, <laughs> so Ben Brewing Company's Trade War Exports out the bronze medal winner in the stout category of the OBAs a couple of days ago is our beer of the week this week. Go try it. I've seen this other places, too. I just haven't purchased it yet. So you can find this they fairly re- frequently. They rebranded not too long ago, too, and it looks great. It does. I love their logo now. I have no idea what their old logo was. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like just pretty basic, just like right. Ben Brewing Company. But now they've got a cool little kind of... Uh, what is that? The initials of 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 the brewery, kind of there in the center, and, and the, a little bit of like a baseball-y yeah, style. Like yeah, you would and, put on a cap. And the cans have kind of real easy but eloquent art mm-hmm. to it. 
So they went through a rebrand that I think has done quite well for them. Established 1995. I one of the not, older I did too. not know they were that old. Yeah. One of the older breweries. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's our beer of the week. Coming up on the podcast the next two weeks, we are still following our promise. Next week, we're going to do uh, beer and sports while we while we watch a Champions League match. Yep, we're going to sit down with Dave Flores at Bridgetown Beer House yep. and get his kind of opinion and see, you know, why why do we keep beer? Why do, why does football and beer or you know sports and beer have this connection? And do you see trends in games and stuff like that? It'll be fun. And then two weeks from now, uh, we are going to go to Lewitt in Vancouver as mm-hmm. our next podcast takeover. So that's the next two weeks. We also want to talk about uh, beer naming. Oh yeah, I forgot and about that one. Now that we've discussed this, beer branding is another one that we have to do yeah. at some point too. Especially design and with that new category in the, in the OBAs. Yeah, that's a fun one to think about. So those, those will all be coming up here in, in the next month or so. But next week we will be doing beer and sports uh, as long as we can get the equipment to do so. Have to double check. And for those of you that are listening out there, if you're not a sports fan, this is not going to turn you off. No. We're not going to sit there and talk about Bryce Harper and his 13-year deal. No, no, no. We want to talk about what it is about sports that brings beer to it. Like, you might not like sports, but you probably went to a Super Bowl party. Right. Were there people drinking beer? That's what we want to talk about. Why? And you might hear us react to cool things that's going on in the Champions League. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So that's coming up next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, wherever you find us, uh, we really appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate, review. Uh, That just helps us a lot. And download. Even if you haven't listened to certain episodes, if you just hit the download button and save it for later, it helps us out too. So any of those things, really, really appreciate it. Follow us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDiddy085 on Instagram. And we'll see you next week. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. T Mobile.com.